0: everyone. This is episode one of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm Craig Williams. And I'm Sean Thompson. And we're here to talk about a little bit about what's happening at Universal Orlando right now. Uh, Universal's really made a push over the past couple of years to add so many new things, new elements, uh, whether it's restaurants, land, attractions. And it, it's just grown so much to this point that on the Diz Unplugged podcast every Tuesday... We're actually featuring Universal more and more, and you know, we we enjoy hearing about it. Yeah, but it.
1: everyone else hates it. They just want Disney. So
0: yeah, well, a lot of people don't yeah necessarily like it. So you know, we kind of thought, why don't we have a new way where we can talk about it? Maybe get into it a little bit more because there's definitely people out there that care about it, including us. And uh, yeah. you know, if if you're one of them, thank you for watching right now. And if you're not, then. I, I'm guessing you'll probably turn it off at a right around now. And so. hit the thumbs down button on and, YouTube. So yes. thanks. Make sure you dislike everything yeah. we do on YouTube. <laughs> that would be great. But, you know, personally for me, I just, I love everything about Universal. I like the food, the attractions, the theming, uh, even the Lowe's hotels, which technically aren't Universal, but Lowe's, Lowe's wanted to build them there. Even those are great. Uh, there's Lowe's the hardware a, store. Yes, that's right, the yeah. hardware store. Right. Um, is there any other those? No. <laughs> but, All right. But no, yeah. I there's just so many great things at Universal and it, I, I'm so excited to actually be talking yeah. about it. It feels good to have a forum where I can talk about it. This is your soapbox. It is. Yeah. Um unfortunately I'm sitting on a chair instead <laughs> a of, chair. of sitting on a soapbox. But I, I think the more interesting aspect of it is is you and your focus on universal because for a while there i believe you you either hated it or you really didn't um, like it hates
1: a very strong word but i am a relative newcomer to universal so yeah. the first time i ever stepped foot in the parks were um was actually at disapalooza in 2011 yeah. when we did the uh wizarding world of harry potter disapalooza with the Diz, and that was a long time before i was ever uh, yeah. part of the team this was just i was going for fun and uh then I have now since gotten an annual pass, so now I can go whenever, and I've gone a few, uh, several times, actually. Yeah. Um, but for me, though, I, I don't really like the attractions that much, because I find myself getting uh, sick on that type of ride. Either yeah. really fast roller coasters, um, or kind of the visual
0: kind of yeah. motion simulator type things. And that's a lot of what they have. But, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make me sick yet. Maybe one day, but. No, good for you. You know, I'm, it was a really great story about how you found Universal. Oh, isn't it great? Yeah, it's, it's touching. It's going to be on an Oprah episode one I mean, day. Honestly, I didn't even step foot in the park until the first day that I got my uh, team member ID whenever I started working there. And that was my first experience to oh. it. I loved it, but yeah, it's, everyone seems to find Universal in a different way. that's true (laughs) but it's the greatest story ever told it is well so (laughs) for me
1: I I don't like a lot of the attractions so you might be thinking why do I like to go there and and I actually I just love the theming. I think beer is the main reason Springfield I like to go to Moe's um and Hogshead and Harry Potter however I I just like the theming yeah Um, I think that they do a very good job um it's it's in a lot of ways very comparable to Imagineering and they do a fantastic job. I think sometimes people hear the name Universal and they kind of associate it with a lesser yeah. kind of experience and I don't think
0: that's true at all. No, I I was blown away the first time I walked in and yeah. I didn't realize that it was going to be on that level and it it really is. It's everything that Disney had done Universal did learn from that, but then you know they they also one up them. Mm. I I don't think Cars Land would have been the place it is in Disneyland had it not been for the wizarding world yeah. of harry potter and that immersion theming that really came into play there but you know i'm sure at some point down the road we'll talk more about theming and all of that but this episode we actually have to get on to some news and then later on we'll be talking about red oven pizza bakery this will ending. be four hours long so, it will yeah. four hours um so buckle in <laughs> it's it's go time uh But no, right now I actually want to talk about some of the recent things that are going to be happening. Not news per se, but might be news for some of you. Um, But the big thing that's coming up is the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley live webcast announcement on Thursday, January 23rd at 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If that's what EST means. Uh, I I think it means that sometimes, yeah. It's it, abbreviations sometimes. I, know. Throw I, me. I think
1: you you weren't specific enough. I think it should be uh, in the United States, the East East Coast.
0: That's uh, the world, the universe. I'm still trying to figure okay. out what AM means. Yeah, to be honest, but uh, one day, one day I'll get there. Um, but yeah, the announcement's happening. It's it's going to be hosted by James Phelps. He played Fred Weasley in all of the Harry Potter films, and you know this is all supposed to be bulk and details about what's going to be happening in Diagon Alley. Because right now we know a little bit, but we don't know a lot, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, which it does. But <laughs> It does. It's the same thing twice, but it, it makes it, sense. It does. Yeah. No. But it's happening. Um And one of the cool aspects is actually anyone can watch it from their computer. Uh, you have to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know when the cutoff is going to be, but i would assume it's coming up because they need to get everyone registered and email sent out but it's not just for media yeah. which normal events that happen like that would be only for media this one anyone can watch it you can watch it my mom if you're watching you can watch it too i heard she was gonna live tweet it too yeah she is yeah she oh, likes I'm so live excited tweet. i mean she has a twitter but she follows i think you me and i didn't know she was on twitter actually she is oh she's very sneaky we're gonna find you, Mrs. Williams. That's <laughs> no, not creepy, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I I know one of the things you're most confused about it is why just James Phelps? Why not? I Oliver am confused Phelps? about this. Why? But not it's funny. Loda. I feel
1: like we've talked about this before. Um, I just don't. I feel bad for the other brother. Yeah.
0: What's he doing? He doesn't get to go and do a webcast. I know it. Well, actually, am am I completely wrong on it? In in the final book, is it Fred or or George that dies? Oh gosh! First of all, spoiler alert. <laughs>
1: Um and you're, and you're putting me on the spot, I believe Fred dies.
0: Well, if Fred dies, then I guess it's kind of his retribution. He didn't make it through the final movie, so at least Fred, Fred Weasley is. does pass away in the final Harry Potter, oh. everyone. So sorry. <laughs> but Dumbledore's still kicking. Um Wow, this is just getting really bad. Getting sad. But no, we know we know certain things right now. We know yeah. that the London facade is up, most uh-huh. of the scaffolding's down. It looks beautiful. And they're moving crazy fast with it. Super fast. Yeah. I mean, Jaws closed two years ago, I think, now, and it, it just seems like yesterday that it started I, being built.
1: And on top of that, I feel like every time you go you notice something different. Like oh. even just on a day to day
0: basis, you notice something's new and added. Oh, i I know, and you can hear construction sounds mm-hmm. coming from that area from miles away. They they're working around the clock to get this ready, and it, it's going to blow people away. Uh, one of the other things you can actually see right now, just a little bit, but blew all up, is the uh, the the King's Cross station, yeah. which is going to house the Hogwarts Express and take people back and forth between the Diagon Alley and then the Hogsmeade.
1: And then it's going to go to the Hest station right off, off property, then, right?
0: Exactly. Okay. If you're familiar with the area, there is a <laughs> stop where you know you can get snacks. Fill up. Right, yeah. It's like they
1: the get, little food cart lady that yeah. is on the on the Hogwarts well, Express, I think, but
0: I think trains need gasoline. They don't use any other source. Yeah, especially uh mm. Hogwarts Express. I mean, hopefully we'll find out how the train actually works in the in the live webcast, but <laughs> uh, otherwise we're yes, going to I cure. hope
1: they go into all the technical details. I,
0: I need it. Man. Yeah, I need I know. it. But we're also going to find out what's happening in Diagon Alley actually besides just the Gringotts ride that's kind of mm-hmm been announced but no big details about it yet uh leaky cauldron we know that's going to be the the big food location yeah there and uh i don't believe they said anything about olivanders yet but it would only make sense since the original olivanders is, is in in uh diagonally and right Diagon Alley. now the one in hogsmeade is well kind of it's their outlet shop it's it's the outlet shop yeah it's the premium outlet version and, you know, there's there's tons of Brazilians that show up there on the weekends. <laughs> oh, just God. To shop. Yeah, it is true. But, <laughs> yeah, besides that, we just – hopefully they actually shed some more light on what else is going to be there because yeah. it's such a huge area. There's got to be more. They didn't really get into any of the shopping. Um, you know, there's going to be more dining than just Leaky Cauldron. They've got to have – stands set up here and there uh we still have no idea what's going to happen with ticket details and if you need a one day pass a two days no, that's pass kind of a gray area right park, now what's going on so it's going to be big if you haven't signed up for it you know you get on it if you want to watch it live if not we will be tweeting about it we'll be posting stuff to facebook i'm sure writing blogs all that fun stuff that we normally do for yep. everything and you know i, I i'm excited for it I've, yeah, it's gonna be nice. It's been in my calendar since literally the day they announced it. It's impressive. It's been the only thing in there. It's been like a month. Yeah. Um, two i f I've been putting stuff in for fifteen, not fourteen. Oh, you're planning ahead. It's real smart. Yeah. But uh after the webcast announcement, it's just a normal Thursday. Uh you know, not nothing out of the ordinary, but must on see Friday, TV on NBC. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, Parks and Rec doesn't get canceled. Oh, stop! Yeah. It's all NBC Universal. It all it all works. It together. does. Yes, we'll have our Parks and Rec recap on every Friday. I'm excited, but uh, no, the the live webcast also kind of kicks off the celebration of Harry Potter weekend that's going to happen starting on January 24th and running through the 26th. Uh, with as we already mentioned. James Phelps will be there, and and his brother Oliver will finally. Also be there. So we can get both Weasleys in one place, I mean, but not Ron. And- aren't they
1: like the twins from Escape to Witch Mountain? They have to be together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I think that's actually their next movie. I think, even gonna, though. Yeah. Even though that doesn't work, because isn't one a boy and one's a girl? Oh, yeah, one's a boy and one's a girl. Okay, well...
1: And they I'm put sh- their hands together and they glow purple.
0: I'm sure they can figure that out, They'll, but it'll be a reboot. Also, Ivana <laughs> Lynch is going to be there. Who is Luna Lovegood. Yes. Yeah. So, if if you haven't seen, I think, the last three movies, you have no idea who she is. But she's she's cool. She's uh She's been to a couple events before. Um, James and Oliver, they've been to basically every event that Universal has done for Harry Potter. So. Yeah. If you've been to one before, this is nothing new, but it's still very exciting. Anytime, you know, the actors from the movie step in the parks like that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, you just you don't see it every day. And, you know, right now it's saying that it's complimentary with your admission to attend some of these things. Uh, you have a full list of what's happening. The one thing that isn't complimentary is a big party on Saturday night, I believe, uh, the 25th. And that you needed to book uh, a room package ahead of time. They sold out long, long ago. There's mm. absolutely no way of getting into that at this point if you didn't already. Just do it. crash so, it, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. But I believe that's also breaking and entering. All right, don't or do that. Trespassing, one or the other. But I have to see Luna Lovegood. I know, but, well, that's good news. She's going to be at some other things. So. Chin up. What, what is happening besides All right. the party? Yeah,
1: so it's uh, over the sp- uh, course of three days, right? Uh-huh. The 24th through the 26th. Yes. Um, and there's kind of a bunch of panel discussions that they're having. Um, and just to read through those kind of quickly, uh, there's a Harry Potter tribute, uh-huh. which is going to kick off the whole celebration uh, weekend. And it's going to have a lot of cast members there. So this is where Luna Lovegood will be. Um, exciting. And the Phelps twins. Yes. 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 Um, it is exciting. I think it's really cool that you get to see them. Um, you also get to meet uh, Kazu Kibushi, mm-hmm. who is the artist that did the rebooted version of the covers. So for Scholastic, for Scholastic, they did paperbacks. Yeah. Um, so they're not like the Mary Grand Prix illustrations yeah. that we're familiar with uh, with the hardcovers, and even they did a, another uh, paperback version of hers. Yeah. Um, but these are kind of the new ones that rebooted for yeah. kids that don't understand it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, I only look at the pictures anyway. So I know you don't read the words
0: perfect yeah. for me well and and not to take anything away from him the, the illustrations are beautiful and yeah the man, covers are great they are i yeah. mean i if i was young and i had time to reread the books and money that i can just steal from my parents i would probably buy them again but right. that ship has sailed
1: yeah i guess
0: yeah. but what else is happening
1: it'll be cool to see him um, my life on the harry potter film set this is like a q a with the talent so uh, those three actors that will be there. You get to ask them weird questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dueling demonstration and wand combat masterclass with Paul Harris. This is an interesting one because Paul Harris actually choreographed the epic battle scene in Harry Potter. Yeah. And the order of the Phoenix. Um, so he's going to be there to kind of like run through that. And I think people get to uh, do it on the, on their
0: own. I, I just hope that there's not a bunch of little kids running around I, screaming Avada Kedavro. Well, I think there will be. Um, so, I don't know. I, I I said that this is probably,
1: this is kind of on the fence. It either could be amazing, and you get to see yeah. a lot of insight into the filming and how it was kind of, I guess, choreographed is the right word, even though it's not a dance, but it's still, you know, really oh, innovative. No, it takes I mean, a lot
0: of effort, especially when they're running around. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. Like I said, I hope it's not just it comes down to a bunch of people running around screaming spells and then, yeah, you course. know, like someone saying "Sectus Sempra and another person gashes themselves open. <laughs> yeah. But. It could be interesting. It's definitely one that I'll I'll try to attend, like all of them, but yeah, um, what else is happening? Um,
1: so then there's a look be- behind um, Pottermore.com, which is that interactive website where you yeah. can log in
0: and kind of like be in the world of Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, I don't have any experience with that. It, it, it seems very time consuming. Yeah. For me, it's just another, if I was still 16 and I had summers off and didn't have to work year round. <laughs> this then, is making
1: me think that you hate your life right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um no. Okay, so um, then there's going to be a uh, a look at the prop design of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and how they brought the films to the theme park. Very cool. um, so this is going to be cool. It it um is Eric Baker and Alan Gilmore, yeah. who were the set designers, um, so that's going to be really cool to see how oh, they absolutely. Took it yeah. Um, and then my favorite is going to be the graphic design for the Harry Potter films with Mina Lima. I think that's is, my. Yeah. yeah, they're the graphic design group that did almost all the uh, print work and design work for the movies. Um, they did the Marauders map, the Daily Prophet, all mm-hmm. the signs with Sirius Black's face on it. Um, basically, anything that is in the movie that is kind of like a designed um, asset. Yeah. They did so it's really cool and I. I hope they have some examples that they did and I get to talk about the process.
0: Yeah. And the only thing I can really hope about that is that everyone's going to be so focused on trying to see the actors yeah. and they get so excited about that. Then whenever it comes down to this, this presentation, it's not that a madhouse. I don't have to wait in line very yeah. long. I can get right up front to see everything clearly. I, I mean, that's kind of the thing that we do. We love graphic design. We mm-hmm. like we like cool things like that. Not that, to take away anything from the actors, but this is something that you just don't get to see in person that often. Well, the thing is, all these things that they've designed are so iconic. And yeah. we associate them so much with the film. I
1: know. And it, especially if, if you grew up reading the books or you read the books before you saw the movies, they had the job of kind of taking that to life. Exactly. And so that's huge. Yeah. And, and it stuck
0: with us. So. And they didn't screw anything up uh, unless they show some of the things that they wanted to do with it, and they didn't. But... Uh, I'm I'm excited to see whatever they have to do. And then there's also going to be like a a giant expo, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, And they're going to have little
1: kind of booths. It says – oh, actually, it's going to be in Soundstage 33. Okay. So do you know which one that
0: is? I don't know which one that is. I'm guessing it's one of the ones that they use for Horror Nights. Um, Yeah, probably. So there's so many there.
1: Uh, It says that it will include – booths and exhibits that will give guests deeper insight into the various ma- uh, manifestations of the Harry Potter series. So there's a scholastic. will have one Pottermore. will have one. Mina Lima. will actually have a booth here at this oh, expo. That's so that's great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they sell stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I'm sure they will. Yeah. I cool. mean, when is, when is a theme park ever afraid to try to sell people things? Never, never. That's the answer. Yeah. Well, I, I know we'll be there. So yeah. as long as you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, our blog, as long as you get updates from us, you're going to see everything that's going on that weekend. Unless, and we are
1: over Yeah.
0: In a good way. Though. The only way I can imagine that you see nothing from it is if they, if they tell us to leave. Um, yeah. But hopefully they're nice. Yeah. So that's sad, but no, just keep an eye out for any updates. Um, but that's all we have about the Harry Potter weekend. And then if you tune in to our next episode, which will hopefully be, bi-weekly on Wednesdays so in two weeks from now we should have a better recap about everything that we experienced and everything that we know at this point Uh, but for now we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back we're going to talk about City Walk and the Red Oven Pizza Bakery. The Days Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Universal trip. Whether you stay on site at one of the world class hotels or in need of theme park tickets with round trip transportation to and from Walt Disney World, visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. So a lot's happening at the parks right now, but with everything going on there, so much more is going on at CityWalk, actually, Um, as of January 1st a lot of city walk locations have been closed permanently including Pasta More, Cigars TCBY and Katie's Candy Company where will we get the country's best yogurt I menchi's is the answer oh yeah. <laughs> well and funny enough that's actually going to be going basically right where TCBY was yes but along with that also uh the bread box is going to be going uh right up there where Cigars was uh I know a lot of people were sad that that's leaving because it was like one of the only places to get a beer and relax and have it more like a bar atmosphere mm-hmm. at CityWalk. But, you know, there's there's still other places to go. CityWalk is an entertainment destination where you can go to clubs, you can go get food, uh, you can shop, you can do lots of you stuff can get there. T-shirts with these light up things that are really annoying in the dark. They are. And they blast yeah. the music around mm. and it, it's. It's bad. It's one thing that they need to calm down. There's so many things you could do at CityWalk. I'm guessing people are buying them, or they wouldn't. They wouldn't keep them there. Yeah. But you know, everything's like flying at CityWalk right now. We had a media event back in December where we learned about a lot of things, and uh, one one of the big new restaurants coming is Antojitos, which should be opening up very shortly. Yeah. Uh, They're starting to staff up and get everyone trained and the facade is completely done. And if you haven't seen it yet, it looks like an old Spanish style mission. It's huge. The building itself it's is it is gigantic. Except the catch is it looks like someone threw up every single color it, all over it. It
1: looks as though the building itself were tie dyed or it was like in a paintball battle. Exactly. But yeah. it's still,
0: I mean, it's still a beautiful location. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see the uh-huh. food that comes out of there. Um, it's pretty but one of the things that is open that replaced Postamore's quick service location was actually the Red Oven Pizza Bakery, uh, and we actually had a chance to eat there the other night. Uh, it has been open for a while. Like I think since a, November, yeah, yeah, since November. I believe November seventeenth was the official opening of it. Um, like I said, it replaced Postamore's quick service, and then now Postamore's full service is closed to make way for Vivo, the new Italian restaurant, as well as uh the cowfish which is a mixture of burgers sushi beer milkshakes i think that will be the shining star of Citywalk. i think it will too but at the same time one of the things we mentioned not to go off topic is that whenever we were looking at all of city walk Antihito's just stuck out yeah like no, not sure. in a bad way but just a great way and the
1: height of it i mean it's it, it's as tall as um, margaritaville yeah. and emeralds we could see it in the distance like even if we were across city walk
0: yeah and it's it's out there it's going to be good uh cowfish i'm sure is going to be amazing too i really want to drive up to north carolina just to check it out yeah hopefully um (laughs) i find a day off where i can just be crazy and drive that long yeah for 12 hours yeah right right now the only thing open in the new expansion area of it is the red oven pizza bakery uh at the media event that we talked about, we actually got to sample, I believe, two pizzas. We did. We, get to, we got to sample them. And we also got to do this like weird walking tour of the actual yeah. kitchen. And I felt like it was a food safety violation. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you haven't noticed, there is video running of our experience the other night whenever we ate there as well as whenever we took the tour through there. And they really let us get I right mean, in there
1: they're making the pizzas right there the ingredients are all laid out and we're just right back there with cameras awkwardly walking
0: by and them. i had a terrible head cold that day i'm pretty sure i sneezed, sneezed on everything everything um so if you got sick right around the sometime in december i don't know when it, it was because of me but yeah, you know, first we got to try the uh the margarita pizza in the prosciutto and arugula hmm both for fantastic. So just for yeah, uh, an idea,
1: the price range for this ranges anywhere between about twelve dollars to fourteen dollars per pizza, and the pizzas are kind of what I'd say are a mix between individual size and sharing, maybe like a one point five portion.
0: Yeah, I mean, whenever they first came out and we saw them, I think we both agreed that it was closer to an individualized, yeah, or individual style pizza. But then after about three slices. Just the ingredients that they can put on some of these, yeah. it turns into looking more like a medium. And,
1: and they're hearty too because they're the really fresh dough. Yeah. And when they bake it in the oven, um, it's just, it, it puffs up and it's so good. And it's like the perfect mix of like soft on the inside, but then like crunchy on the outside. Oh, yeah.
0: And I mean, from there, anywhere between 12 to $14 for a pizza, right? Yeah. And it, it's really not a bad deal whenever you think about it. Uh, if you're going with a family of four, I would probably get three, three. pizzas. I, I would say so three, that's depending
1: gonna, on the e- how, how
0: much they eat. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to cost you around $50, um, less than that, after drinks mm-hmm. and if you want anything else. They also have three salads that are available there. I know the Caprese.
1: Yeah, they have a Caprese and an arugula and a Classic
0: Caesar. Yeah.
1: And those are either $9 or $11. So, and I mean, they're
0: expensive, but they look like one salad. I think two people could up. comfortably order one pizza and one salad.
1: Oh, and share those two things and have a nice meal. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it would be wonderful. And, you know, it isn't isn't the cheapest thing in the world, but the key to Red Oven is how fresh everything is. Uh, you, You see them just tossing the dough, making the dough right there beside you whenever you're ordering. And then you watch them put the ingredients on, and then they stick it in the oven that you can actually see from the seating area. and. You know, the oven can get up to 1,400 degrees, I believe, uh, but they cook it around 900 to get that okay. perfect that perfect toast to it, but it it is so fresh, and you literally see it all happen in front of your eyes, and it's kind of, the restaurant itself is cool, because it reminds me a lot of Be Our Guest at uh, the Magic Kingdom okay. for quick service, yeah, or during the daytime for the lunch hours, because you do go up to the cash register and you order what pizza you want and you get it that way, but then they give you a little buzzer and then they bring it right to your table. Kind of the same way you do it. Be our guest, which I, I like that because it is a quick service restaurant, yeah. but it almost feels like a sit down too. Uh, there's not, there's not a big chore in like standing there waiting for your pizza to come out. Cause obviously it can't, uh, but I'm, you know, I, I, I loved it. I, I can't wait to go back again, but let's actually talk about the pizzas that we ate there. Yeah.
1: Um, so we had three pizzas. Mm-hmm. It was
0: just the two of us. So we kind of overordered. We, uh, w- if, yeah, I, I look a little heftier today, but that's because I've had almost two full pizzas since I got to take home the leftovers. All right. <laughs> so basically, we got uh, the
1: fennel sausage pizza, which is a white pizza, which has panna, mozzarella, ricotta, sweet fennel sausage, scallions, and red onions. Yeah. And that is $14. Um, we also ordered the Bianca pizza, mm-hmm. which is just the white pizza. So it has mozzarella, fontina, um, soda, soda, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Sage. Uh, the oh. sage on this pizza was actually very good. It was
0: kind of like fried and crispy. Yeah. Oh, um, no. It's, it almost like, tasted like mint leaves or something. When I, I've yeah. had them that way in specialty drinks. But yeah. I've never had sage like that. It was really
1: good. Um, and then we also ordered the, fung, the fungi, which is just the mushroom. Fungi. Uh, fungi. Guy. Fungi is the Italian. Actually, I'm Italian, so please um, don't correct me. Well, clearly I am, too. Uh, mushroom medley, red onions, fontina mozzarella, San Marzano tomatoes, thyme roasted portobello, um, and white truffle oil emulsion. And
0: I guess one of the things I forgot to mention is that with the uh, the pizzas, they kind of they have it split into two categories. They mm-hmm. have white, and then they have red sauce. Yeah. And... Um, do you want to kind of list off some of the other ones that they had there?
1: Sure, just to go back, I, I didn't mention the prices for the other ones. The um, fungi was $13, uh-huh. um, and then the Bianca was $12, so okay. around the same price range. Yeah. Um, for the whites, we have a prosciutto and arugula, the Bianca, the spinach, which is a spinach mozzarella mm-hmm. one, uh, pastel, fennel sausage, um, and those, those are the only white ones. Yes. And then for red, there's margarita, big eye pepperoni, an alabeno pizza, which actually sounds really interesting it has yeah. prosciutto pineapple jalapenos san marzano tomatoes
0: and mozzarella and we probably would have tried that except we wanted to see something that was a little more plain like yeah like the fungi or the but fungi i, I want I'm to go back right
1: i want to go back and try that pineapple jalapeno one yeah it's
0: so interesting yeah
1: and then the melanzane uh, pizza yeah. So that's eggplant and vegetables mm-hmm. and stuff. And then there's the mushroom.
0: Yep. So. And then I also believe, I didn't see any signs while we were there, but I've heard that you can actually make your own if you're kind of afraid to try some of them. I wouldn't see why not.
1: Yeah. Um, because the ingredients, like I said, are just all out on the counter. So it's not like they're pre-made. Yeah. Um,
0: so if you had said, oh, I want this one, but I don't want the jalapeno on it. Yeah. Maybe do that. Exactly. And yeah. this is, it's first and foremost, a gourmet pizza. Uh, it's not it's not your basic pepperoni they do have a pepperoni one but you know they just don't have a cheese with red sauce so if you're going there definitely expect to be a little more adventurous with it just don't go in saying like oh yeah i want a plain pizza it's gonna be good but definitely go out of your comfort and try something uh the fennel sausage it's Absolutely, one of my favorite pizzas of anywhere. I was torn
1: between the Bianca and the fennel sausage because I love the white pizzas. I'm not a huge fan of red sauce on pizza. Um, But I actually think the fennel sausage probably was the best one we had. Yeah, it's
0: unbelievable. I can't stop thinking about it. I actually, I I ate it for breakfast. This is gonna be the sequel to her. It's Craig falls in love with a pizza. I, you know, I, I did, and unfortunately I, I had to part with the pizza too, but it will long be remembered in my stomach oh God. and in my taste buds. All right, but you know, I, my favorite pizza outside of Red Oven now is I, I enjoy Mellow Mushroom. I'm not really a big fan of Pizza Hut or Papa John's chains places like that. I I do love Mellow Mushroom and I like a lot of their creative pizzas. That's what Red Oven reminded me of. But I mean, hands down, you can tell the difference with. How fresh everything mm-hmm. is here, and I know I keep going on. And well, no, on I mean and it, another great part is it
1: when the pizza is ready and out of the
0: oven, it comes right to you. Exactly, there's
1: none of this sitting on a counter
0: getting cold. You yeah. know, it comes right to you. Yes, and that, they tell you it's hot, and you can tell. And I mean. literally, you watch them plate it, and then someone is always standing there yeah. waiting to take it. They kind of just c- continuously rotate it, mm-hmm. um, and you can also get it to go too. I saw a lot of people just. You know, getting bags handed out to them so they could probably take it back to their hotel, wherever they were staying. Sit in the dark and eat it by themselves. Yes. Yeah. I do that sometimes too. Yeah. But who doesn't? The only downside I could actually see to this place in terms of the food we've had, it's it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I even like it more than Via Napoli. now you're getting fancy. I, I know. But I, I enjoy it more than that. And that was probably my favorite pizza in Orlando
1: um, up until I've eaten it a few times, and I love it. And they have a pizza there called the Carciofi, which is my absolute mm-hmm. favorite pizza. It has artichokes and white truffle truffle oil on it. Um, and it's a white pizza, too. So it I don't know if it quite beats that yet yeah. for me.
0: I, I haven't experienced it a lot. I've only eaten there once, and I, I loved it whenever I ate there. Yeah. But I think just because I've gotten to try more things here right now that's that's why it's at i hope to go to via napoli again real soon i know i keep saying that funny but um i just try to oh, you have to do this via napoli via napoli i'm not gonna you do didn't that. come on i did it uh, yeah but people might see me uh, e- either way i think if it's not my favorite pizza place in orlando then it's definitely like one and two with via napoli yeah um I don't think you can go wrong. The only, or I never even got to the issue. There's there's very limited seating there right I, now. I
1: wanted to mention the seating. It's all outdoor. Yeah. It is covered. So if it is like drizzling or raining, um, you, you're going to be protected. Yeah. But there's no indoor seating. It's all outdoor. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. There's like some high tops, like a bar kind of area. Yeah. There's some uh, smaller ones. Um, but it was kind of hard to find a table that
0: was in the light. Yeah. And I don't know. You and have I, a little bit of... I would say there was about room for maybe 70 Five people okay to i wouldn't eat even there. guess I, yeah. that was just me taking a a bold guess i don't and, trust that at all you know we kind of went right in the middle of dinner rush at 6 30 and i i half expected us not to get a table had we probably been about 10 minutes later i think we would have definitely been waiting it would to have find been a, a hard place time. yeah and you know a lot of people seem to sit there and actually enjoy their pizza take time it's not like they're just kind of eating real quick and then moving on to the next thing this is it it's good and you want to sit there and enjoy it no it was enjoyable yeah at the same time you know if you see someone that's that's (laughs) waiting for a seat around you you might want to be nice and ask for a box to go or i I mean i don't think there was any problem no one
1: felt rushed i think it was very comfortable um Drinks. They had uh, all kinds of soft drinks. Yeah. They had um, fancy waters like the San Pellegrino, whatever. Yep. um And then they had uh, four beers on tap, yeah. which I thought was nice. And you could also get wine. They had some house wine there. Well,
0: and it was funny. The beer was served in like IKEA glasses. <laughs> yeah, it was the like only plastic. reason I know that is because <laughs> one of my old roommates actually had the same exact glass that these were served yeah. in. It's legit. Was IKEA. it was it glass or was it, it kind was. Of plastic? It was glass. It was just so thin. And yeah, it, it looked like a vase. It was yeah. tall. Yeah, I mean. Just go there, and you'll you'll see it right away. Um, it's but you know the it was seven dollars I think for a beer there, but it was a great. Yeah. Pour. It was an
1: Italian, yeah. It
0: was a huge pour, yeah. And it, we got the Italian one, yeah. So. We got the Peroni, but yeah. I I just have the highest recommendation right now for Red Algon. great, um, and I like
1: the location. It's really easy to get to. It's right along the thing, so you could watch people walk by in City Walk, which is always fun.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's just it's an amazing location watching the oven constantly cooking and then being able to see them make the pizza right there everything just adds up to yeah it's a great meal and it's not it's really not that overly expensive compared to other things um I, i think it was the perfect addition um and hopefully whenever Vivo opens up the full-service Italian, it kind of complements it. And yeah. you get that nice little quick-service pizza stand, and then you also have that great Italian restaurant next to it. And you know, Universal just be set on Italian. But um, do you have any other thoughts on it? No, I
1: don't think so. I think we covered everything. It was really good pizza. Um, I would definitely see this as some place where I would stop either on my way out of the parks yeah, and, like you said, to get it to go. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's that good. I mean, yeah. Even I, I know at certain times with my parents, whenever we've gone, we've taken a break at lunch to go to city sure. walk. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that would also be a great time to eat there too. Maybe even um, when you're switching parks, if you like spend the morning in universal, go over to yeah. islands of adventure. And as far as I know, it's open until 2am along with all the clubs. I'm sure they stop serving food at about one, but you yeah. know, if you're going there to have a good time and you need a little late night snack, it's, it's definitely a good place to yeah. check out. But I think that's going to do it for right now. Um, and we will be back again to talk about the uh, the live webcast of Harry Potter and the Diagon Alley. Absolutely. That's, that's not a real thing. I just kind of screwed up the title. That's okay. Um, but no, we'll be back with that and talk about the celebration weekend and, you know, just just... Just follow us on Twitter and read our Facebook updates because we'll be talking about it
1: when we're there. Yep. Um, And we'll have a link, actually, if you want to try to still sign up for the webcast. So
0: we'll have that in the description. And then other than that, just look out for our updates in our next show. Perfect. So I hope you enjoyed this and stay tuned. There will be more coming up. And thank you for taking time to watch us. Thanks. Bye.